Hey, what's going on, guys? Welcome to uh, another episode of the Stew on This Podcast. Uh, super excited to be hanging out with you this uh, Monday morning. If you're watching this or listening to this as it drops or wherever you're at in the week, whenever you're listening to this, I hope that you're just having a fantastic day. Uh, hey, I kind of want to go off on like a little mini series right now, um, really on a certain topic. So uh, a few years ago, back in my last ministry position back in Colorado, um, we did a series that was called uh, Half-Hearted Creatures. Um, and the concept behind of it behind it really comes from a quote from C.S. Lewis that I came across um, at one point, and I'll read you that quote here in just a second. But really, the idea of what I want to chase after is I want to highlight in a few different areas in our lives in the next coming weeks where we have a uh, half-hearted creature approach to what it is that we do. And what's really interesting is there's probably points in our life, there's probably areas in our life where we can um, look to and we would say that we are all in on a certain area. Whether we are like all in on being a parent, we're all in on our dating or marriage relationships, we're all in with our work or our hobbies, whatever it is, we could. there's probably different areas where we could say that we're all in on these things. However, the quote that we're going to be looking at really shed some light on whether or not we can truly say that we're all in. Yes, we might be gung-ho about something, but are we ever truly creatures who are fully, full-heartedly into something that we're devoting ourselves to? Um, so all that being said, the idea is half-heartedness. And so I wanted to really kind of kick off this episode, just really looking at some uh, interesting quotes that other people, famous people that we're all familiar with have used when it comes to regarding of the heart, uh, because we put a lot of um, weight on this tiny but powerful organ within our bodies. So some of the quotes that uh, I came across, this one says, uh, are I guess the first one I'll start with is this. The, the, it's the saying that we are all familiar with, which is the heart wants what the heart wants. You've probably used that one. I've used that one. And we've probably heard that many times before. The first quote about the heart from Walt Disney, let your heart guide you. It whispers, so listen closely. Uh, another one from Albert Einstein, don't let your brain interfere with your heart. Interesting coming from Einstein, right? Uh, this one, you change your life by changing your heart. That's from Max Lucado. Uh, this one, do what you feel in your heart to be right, for you'll be uh, criticized anyway. You'll be damned if you do and damned if you don't. That's from Eleanor Roosevelt. So um, we put a lot of weight onto this thing called the heart. And I think the reason why is because we really guide uh, or we really uh, determine a lot of the steps that we make in this life based off of what we would say gut instinct. But we would also say like we're following our heart. Like we just felt it deep down inside that this was the next step that we had to take. Those are things that we say to people. And based off of that, we say, hey, my heart says to make this decision. My heart says this, or we say stuff like my heart just wasn't in it anymore. Um, and so th the question is, can we truly rely on our heart to make any kind of decision for us? Right? Because Einstein would say, don't let your brain 
interfere with your heart. But what we know is cognitively, this is where we really rationalize and make any kind of real decision. Um, I'm an Enneagram 5. That's uh, where I have basically classified myself as. And, you know, as fives, what we love to do is we love to do a lot of research. We love to gather information. Like if we're going to make any kind of decision, it's going to be because we have at least uh, we know that we've done our homework. Right. We've gathered enough information to say this is the direction that I'm go. I'm going to go. This is the decision that I'm going to make. In fact, I've even told people as an Enneagram five, if I'm coming to you with an option, um, it's because I've already determined that this is the best option. Now, realistically, it might not be, but from all the different ways that I see something playing out, if I'm presenting something to you, it's usually because I have for, for any, for the direction that I think something should go, I'm giving you the best option. So we think with our minds and we make decisions based off of our minds. Is this a good decision? Is this a bad decision? Is this going to move me forward in life? Is this going to pull me back? Um, but yet we put more emphasis on what's happening here than we do here. Um, and what's really interesting about that is I think a lot of that really comes from like ancient Jewish culture. So if you were to dive into the Bible, which we will hear in a second, uh, really the ancient Jewish, Jewish culture was the thought was that this is where the thought pattern to life happened. It happened in the heart, the cognitive thinking, the decision making, all that kind of stuff took place here um, rather than it being a gut feeling or rather it being um, like a mental decision that was being made. There was a lot of emphasis that was getting put here. So if ancient Jewish culture puts a lot of emphasis on the heart, um, I think it's safe to say that our God probably puts a lot of emphasis on the heart too. In fact, he does. The question that we really have to ask ourselves is when we say the heart wants what the heart wants, or somebody says, follow your heart and the decision that you're going to make. The real question that we have to ask ourselves is, is our heart trustworthy enough to be our guiding light? Um, in any kind of decision that we have to make? Can we trust our heart to lead us in the right direction um, in order to have the ultimate conclusion that we're wanting to see? Well, this is where the Bible gets really interesting. So uh, Proverbs 4.23 says, guard your heart above all else for it determines the course of your life. Your heart determines the course of your life. So put it on guard. Be careful what you're allowing into your heart and be careful what you're giving too much of your heart to because it's going to determine the course of your life. If you're allowing too much negativity in, most likely what's going to happen is by not guarding that heart, you're going to move in a direction that you, do, that you don't want to go. But at the same time, if you're giving too much of your heart away then you're putting it into a vulnerable position to be completely damaged, crushed, destroyed. So God purposely tells us in his word, above all else, above all else, guard your heart. And it's interesting that he says for us to guard our heart. Why would that be? Well, I think it's because of what Jeremiah uh, tells us in Jeremiah 17, 9, he says, the human heart is the most deceitful. It's the most deceitful of all things and desperately wicked. 
who really knows how bad it is. So you've got God on one side and Proverbs and it's really Solomon through godly wisdom saying above all else guard your heart. And then you got Jeremiah on the other side saying your heart is trash, dude. Like your heart is deceitful. It is inherently wicked. Like watch out, do not trust it. And I think when you put those two things together, that's really where we begin to see the idea of really what God is wanting us to know about our heart. That on this side of eternity, our heart isn't what God designed for it to be. Like everything about who we are and what we do, what we're about is supposed to be to glorify and honor God. And yet this decision factor of our life, this idea of our our heart that determines the course of our life, this thing is also extremely wicked. So when we're asking ourselves, can we truly trust our heart? Like if the heart knows what the heart wants, or if the heart wants what the heart wants, can we trust that to lead us to the right things? Well, according to the Bible, no. And again, the reason why is because we do live in a sinful, broken world. Us, above all else, are wicked, evil, awful people. We will put our needs above somebody else's any given day. We are very selfish in our approach. Yes, there are good people. I, I'm fully aware of the idea that people do good things. In fact, Jesus would even say, when a religious scholar comes up to Jesus and calls him good teacher, Jesus says, why call me good? There is nobody good but God. So, In that sense, what Jesus is laying down for all of us is that there really is no such thing as a good person. There's just a person who does good things. So let's go back to the heart, because I really want to focus in on this quote that C.S. Lewis um, wrote down that was pretty impactful and meaningful to me, and which is really uh, setting the course for where this podcast is going to be going For the next few weeks as we look at those different areas in our life where um, maybe we're not as full-hearted into something or maybe we're a little bit more wicked in our approach than what we realized to begin with so this is the quote from c.s lewis he says it would seem that our lord finds our desires not too strong but too weak we are half-hearted creatures fooling about with drink and sex and ambition when infinite joy is offered us like an ignorant child who wants to go on making mud pies in a slum because he cannot imagine what is meant by the offer of a holiday at the sea we are far too easily pleased with c.s lewis if i were to summarize what he's getting to the point here is that god has more for us in fact god has purposed more for us and yet because of our desperately wicked hearts and who we are as uh, sinful people we continue to settle for less than what god has called us to again we have to look at like uh, john 10 10 where jesus says that he came to give us life and life to the full but because we have an enemy who is constantly on the attack We have to know the enemy's game plan, which the enemy's game plan is to steal, kill, and destroy. So I believe from what the Bible teaches us about guarding our heart above all else and the fact that our heart is uh, extremely wicked, what I believe is that we can take a quote like the one from C.S. Lewis and use it as a filter over our life to really begin to ask the question, man, where am I settling for less than life to the full 
that God has purposed for me. If God has called me to be a parent in this season, where am I settling for less than full? If God has called me to be a husband in this season, where am I settling for less than the full that God has promised me? In my um, work, in my hobbies, in my friendships, I have to begin to look at where am I settling for less than full in those areas because God came to give us life to the full. He is offering us something better than making mud mud pies in the slum. Now, on this side of eternity, there's always going to be a lot of things that are going to fall short to the standard of what we are purposed for, because what we are purposed for is for heaven and, and, and eternity. So hear me out when I say this. The idea of stepping into the life to the full that God has promised us, it is hard work to get there. It's going to mean sacrifice on the daily and putting others before yourself and uh, stepping into... Uh, hard moments when you're tired for the sake of making memories with your kids and loving on your spouse. Um, it's going to make, it's going to mean making sacrifices, like choosing to set the alarm an hour earlier so you can get up and have an hour in just absolute quiet, uh, and absolute quiet silence of just being able to spend that time with God who wants more for you. I believe that C.S. Lewis is onto something when he says that we're half-hearted creatures. I believe that half-heartedness is just a ploy that Satan uses for against us uh, in order for us to settle for less than what God has in mind. So, for these next few weeks, you know, this podcast focuses on some specific areas where it comes to like fitness and parenting and you know relationships and just you know, um, our faith journeys and all that kind of stuff, we're going to press into those areas where we are settling for less, where we are really uh, pushing and pressing into the half-hearted creature mentality rather than the person that God has called us to be. So here's my encouragement for you this week, especially as we start diving into this series of half-hearted creatures. It would be this, really start to take note in your life where you're settling for less. Um, if I were to give a practical example of this right now, uh, from my own life, um, I can't tell you how many times I have gotten home at the end of the day, just absolutely tired, um, and just wanting to sit back and relax and do absolutely nothing. And so instead of getting on the floor to play with my girls or offering a helping hand to my wife, who I know is also tired, especially being at 33 weeks pregnant at this point and working a full-time job, um, I'm refusing to lend a hand or get on the floor and play with my girls because of my selfish desire of just wanting to relax. But I believe that the life to the fool that God has called me to is to press into those things because if I'm able to if I'm able to put aside my own selfish desires and help my wife when I know that she's tired as well, then we are truly setting a better example of what it means to be a team and to be uh, the complete, the wholeness, the holiness, I guess you would call it, of what God has called a husband and spouse, or a husband and wife to be. Um, if I were to get down on the floor and play with my girls in that time, making memories with them and letting them know that they have dad's full undivided attention in that moment, then I'm presenting the opportunity. I'm given the opportunity to present to my girls the way that dad is focused on you right now. 
this is how God always wants to be in your life. And this is how God is in your life. He's always present with you and he's putting you first and above all. And he wants to spend time with you. These are discipleship opportunities that are awarded to us. But as half-hearted creatures, we never step into them because we're looking out for our own desires and our own selfish needs. So take note this week of areas where maybe you are settling for a half-hearted creature mentality. And then as we move through this series, hopefully I will give you some simple low-hanging fruit handles on where you can step up your game in those areas to move closer to being a full-hearted creature, the the full-hearted creature that God has always wanted and designed us and to be kind of moving back towards Eden, moving towards paradise, moving towards heaven, bringing heaven to earth um, by pressing further into being just uh, a Christ-centered individual and doing everything that we possibly can to be that salt and light that he's called us to be. So again, your homework assignment, if you choose to accept it for this week, is to take note of all the different areas. Maybe this is journaling at the end of the day where you settled for half-hearted creature mentality. That's your homework assignment. And then my prayer for you this week is that um, you will become more aware of those areas and you'll begin to start working on those things, uh, the being more intentional and trying to set a new standard. Um, but I'm excited for this little mini series. I honestly have no idea how long it's going to go for. I say mini series, but there are really so many different areas in our lives where we do this all the time. But uh, I just want to highlight some of the different areas in our lives where we do this. And I'm hoping that it'll just be a blessing to you. So go out, be a wholehearted creature uh, this week. And hopefully that wholeheartedness is towards life to the full that God has promised us um, and pressing further into the plan and purpose that he has for your life. If you want to get connected with me at all, you can email me at uh, stewonthispodcast at gmail.com or you can reach out to me on any social media. All those links are going to be in the show notes. But until next week, be blessed.